All right, welcome to episode seven of Sim Nation. Um, this is a special one for me. This is uh, the episode with my dad. Dad, how you doing? Good, good. How are you today? Good. So, um, if anyone listened to the intro or the the trailer for this uh, program, this all started. Um, this whole idea started in the pandemic, um, where. Dad, you and I, we uh, we had a little tournament. Was, I, I I loved it. I, it was it was a good <laughs> yeah, time. It was fun, and uh, you ended up fun. winning. Um, so so we're playing. So we've got the original uh, champion, and uh, I, I still I saw the other day last time we were at your house. I saw you still got a little bat on your uh, TV. Yep, yep, still got it up there. All right, so today we are. I go- earned it. What did I you did. You, <laughs> you did earn it. it. Well, there was no chance you were not going to win because you're the last two teams were your teams. All my teams. I, I knew I was in trouble when I had the seventy-five uh, Cincinnati Reds the first time. I'm thinking, you know, this is the big red machine. They got blown out. I'm like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. So yeah. All right, so it was fun. Uh, we are doing this because tomorrow is opening day for the Detroit Tigers home opener, which is always a holiday here in Detroit. And um, absolutely. And we figured, and you you went to many opening days. What any memorable opening days that you can uh, share? Maybe not uh, the not, maybe not the uh, one of uh, Uncle Wally on the curb. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was too much alcohol involved yeah. in that one, but. Uh, Probably the last one, actually there's two of them, the last opening day at Tiger Stadium and then the first opening day at Comerica Park. Both those were pretty special, you know. Uh, uh, okay, and I, I remember the – and I I didn't go to the opening day at Comerica Park, but I remember you did, and uh, you, had a, you had a memorable uh, conversation with somebody. Remember that one? No, I, you were you were in the uh, w- weren't you in the uh, one of the uh, uh, suites boxes. and yeah, yeah. the ice and snows running down and it's falling down onto the fans in the stands and you <laughs> look at the guy and you go boy I hate to be the architect of this place and the guy goes yeah. I am the architect of this place yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it, it was it was not very good for the people walking down the. <laughs> no. The lower areas, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting, especially you know, you know uh, the opening the, the opening day for the last time at you know Tiger Stadium. That well, needless to say, you know, I grew up in it, and you guys, and I was you know took you, you and your brother to it, and you know, and your sister. And then uh, what I thought was real nice was when the last the closing of it, and I got to take you and your brother and, and dad and my you know your grandpa with them. Yep, you know? still got that picture dad, on our on my TV. Yeah, that so. was that was you know that that park was real memorable, and that's why this team's memorable to me. You know, uh, '68 was a uh, a year after the riots, and uh, uh, you know a lot of things. You know, there's a story about Willie Horton uh, during the riots leaving Tiger Stadium in his uniform, going to try to calm down some of the the, the rioters, and uh, so you know, this year did a lot to you know kind of heal the city, but uh, as you could at that time, and it was memorable for me because well, that's the year I graduated from high school, and the day they won it, I was actually working down there as a telephone repairman, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> it was 
it was a memorable time for me. So, uh, how many games did you go to that season? Do you remember, or do you have any idea? Like, uh, I probably went to about ten, maybe twelve. Okay. Um, I would go uh, sometimes from work because I, I I worked right downtown uh, at um, near the Boulevard and Woodward as a, for the phone company, and uh, I would go down there uh, after the ball after work go to the ball game and uh, made it easy and then you know my buddies and I we all played ball together anyway we, we like going to the game together anyway so we did that and uh, as a you know we graduating and my parents threw a graduation party and all that and one of the games I took uh, my mom and dad your your grandma and grandpa to mm-hmm. the ball game as a thank you for them so it was nice so the 68 Tigers um mm-hmm. They're, they're, I mean, they're always, you know, looked at as one of the great, you know, greatest Tiger teams of all time. They won the World Series, so of course. But I'm curious, like, your, your all-time hero is LK Line. Was he, was this, was he still in his prime, or was this when he was kind of coming down off of his prime? Was there, uh, because Willie Horn, he got injured. He got got injured. 68. I, I believe it was he separated his shoulder. I, I can't remember what the injury was, but he missed a lot of time. Okay, so and, so this was this. I mean, they they won not in spite of him, but without him, they won. Right. So it wasn't where it wasn't like in the 2012 where you know Miggy Miggy Cabrera had the you know triple crown and all that. No. They weren't relying on their superstar. They they had to figure out other ways to win. Well, you know, their big superstar, you know, that was the year that Danny McLean won all of his games, you know. And um, he was the horse that they were riding during the year. But in the outfield, they had primarily, after Kaline got hurt, it was Horton and Stanley in center and Northrop. And uh, Kaline you know, got better near near the end of the season, and that's why, uh, you know, they, had, they made a change to put Stanley at shortstop to keep Stanley had a pretty good season hitting, and he was steady. And uh, but everybody, you know, you take a guy like Tom Matchick. He hit several you know, game-winning hits, and it was big, you know, involved. Uh, Jim Price, you know. Yeah, I, I just I remember Price hearing. Did. Yeah, I remember hearing in different things I've listened to that they've said they said that this was the year that just every. Every game, there's a different hero. Basically, they yeah, were you're absolutely right, and they just, you're absolutely right. you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't McAuliffe one day, it was freehand, or if it, you know, so they they didn't have you know one go to guy. It was just it was a true team effort, you know. And it's interesting. One of the few things people forget on that team is they have another guy on that team who ended up in the world in the Hall of Fame, and that's Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. Uh, he played. He played with the Braves, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He was, he was because, part of the Braves. Yeah. He, it was. Year. It was him and uh, Henry H- Hank Aaron. I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eddie Matthews. Uh, they they got him, and he was at the twilight of, of his career. But he was a he was a good pitch pitch hitter coming off the bat, left handed batter. Oh yeah. I mean, he but, yeah. He's he's a he's a hell of a player. That's yeah. that's not that's not a bad uh, card to have in your uh, back no, pocket there. No, no. all I mean, right. He lost some defensively, but he, uh, he was yeah. good. 
All right, so we're doing the 68 Tigers, and uh, this was something when we talked about it, you said, well, you know, they didn't have the DH because I wanted to do the 84 right. Tigers. Um, so I said, okay, that's fine. I went with my second favorite team of all time, and this is the 89 Chicago Cubs. And this is the team that um, – this is when I really started getting that Cub fever. I was uh, going in my freshman year in high school, I remember. This is where you and I took that trip to Chicago for my birthday, which was right. – <laughs> You woke me up, and I remember you woke me up at 6 o'clock to, or 5.30 to fly out, and I'm thinking, what human gets up at 5.30 to get, you know, now I'm, now I'm waking up every day at 5 o'clock. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, we, yep. flew, we flew to Chicago. We snuck into Soldier Field. We, we got on the field of, didn't we get in the field of Comiskey? I yep. think we did, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it, was, yep. it was just, it was a great time. And that was, I remember that was the game. And they voted, I remember later on on WGN, they voted that that was the best game of their season. They were down, and I looked it up. They were down against the Houston Astros. They were down 9-2 uh, to two in the seventh inning. And I remember Harry Carey doing the old seventh inning stretch song, and he goes, let's get some wins. And because, and I remember you and I were singing, going, oh, my God, we're, we bought tickets, you know, did all this, and they're going to get blown out. And they came back, and they came back and won in extra innings. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. it was one of the best games I've ever seen. It was yeah, really, it was really game. cool. So yeah, we had fun. Yeah, and this is the this is the team. Uh Don Zimmer was the manager. Uh, and they won the they won the um the NL East because that was when they only had the NL East and the NL West. That was all they had. So they won the NL East and then they won they lost in the playoffs, it looks like. Mm. To the San Francisco Giants, and that was yeah. the year that, and that's the year of the um, of the Bay Area series. So it was the uh, Giants against the A's, and that's where they had the um, the earthquake. earthquake. Yep. yep, yeah, the earthquake. Yeah. All right, so we've got we got Don Zimmer. What I find interesting, like I'm looking at the information on the Baseball Reference, and they have Jim Fry as the general manager. Wasn't he the Wasn't he the manager in '84? Well, I, I don't recall that. Didn't Jim Fry also manage Cancer uh, City? I thought he did. But I, I, he may have. Yeah, let me. I'm, I'm going to check on that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the first picture that comes up, Jim Fry, he's in a Kansas City uniform. So yeah, he wow. was he was a manager for the Kansas City. He was also manager for. Um, let's see, he was a pitcher, but he was a manager. Yeah, manager for yeah Chicago Cubs, 1984. So when they won. And they were in the playoffs, they be, and they lost to San Diego, and that's the year the Tigers won. He was the manager. Yeah. Then, so he goes from manager to GM. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So this team, I did a little research here. This team, um, they this was a true team of um, youth and uh, experience. You had Andre Dawson. You had Ryan Sandberg. You know, two really good play, you know, really great players, um, kind of maybe towards the end of their career or they're, they're, they're deep into their career. But then this is also, um, they have, they trade, they trade Rafael Palmero the, uh, before the season, they trade Rafael Palmero because they have this young first baseman that they think is going to be a lot better or they, they want to make sure he gets some, uh, some time. So they trade Rafael Palmero to Texas in return. They get uh, Mitch Williams. Wild thing. Mm, I didn't know that. K- 
care to take a guess who the first baseman was that they want to give time to? I can't even think of who it would be. Mark Grace. Oh, yeah. Good call. Mark Grace. Good call. And I remember Mark Grace, someone, I remember that year they interviewed Mark Grace, because I, I looked it up on YouTube, and they show it, and they asked him, what's the scariest thing in baseball? And he said it's when Sean Dunstan gets a ground ball, and he's got to throw to first. Sean Dunstan was the was the shortstop, and he he would throw his Fired. arm out. <laughs> and the thing is, you had no clue where it was going. Yeah, exactly. So so that's the team we're going with. So it's going to be the 68 okay. Tigers against the 89 Chicago Cubs. If you look okay. at it, you've got uh, Tigers were 103 and 59 uh, for the season, where the Cubs were 93 and 69. So win percentage-wise, Tigers, I mean, Tigers end up, they won the World Series. So I, I would say there's a good chance or, you know, they would be favored. I, I think well, without question. Um, go ahead. To win the World Series, they beat the best in Bob Gibson. Yes, they did. They, and the thing <laughs> is, you also, this was, and this was something we talked about uh, one of the uh, previous episodes, uh, James and I were talking about it. We That was the season, 68 was the season, Danny McLean won the MVP in the Cy Young, mm-hmm. just like Willie Hernandez did in 84. But then in the National League, Bob Gibson won the Cy Young and the MVP. So, pitchers won both MVPs and then they faced each other. And again, I always love how Danny McClain, you know, he was the star, but Mickey Lolich was the one who had the ball in the seventh game and won right. the game. Right. Now yeah. I, I looking at the roster here, like you can set up and what of sports.com, you can set up the rosters. They only have four pit, four starting pitchers for the Tigers. Does that right. sound right? They only had four. Yep. Basically, uh, they have you McLean, had, they have Earl Wilson, Lolich, and Joe Sparman. That's it. Right. Wow. Maybe that's and, why he uh, Joe, had the chance for 31 wins. And Joe Sparman came out of, I believe, he's out of Madison, Ohio. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's an Ohio boy. He's either Canton or Madison. All right. Well, so yeah. the Cubs, I forgot about this because, I, I mean, he, he was in with Atlanta for so long, I forgot. They had a young Greg Maddox as their pitcher. Okay. They yeah. had Greg Max, and they had Rick Sutcliffe, and then uh, and that's kind of kind of where it goes down. It goes Mike Belecki, Scott Sanderson, and Paul Kilgus. So uh, I, here's, here's an interesting thing of, of the time. So I think look, I, I did a little bit of research on the Tigers and that, and the highest paid player was Eddie Matthews, seventy five thousand dollars a year. Wow. The lowest, lowest paid was a guy named Bob Christian, who was a utility infielder. At fifty one hundred dollars a year. Fifty one hundred. <laughs> wow. I, 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 I think I think I think Cabrera makes like six million a game or something. <laughs> Seems like. Yeah. Well, the, two of the stars. You know, I'll, yeah. I give Norm Cash made forty three thousand. You know, you, you talk about Danny McLean, his yearly yeah. salary. He probably made more in award money. He oh yeah. Paid thirty three thousand that year. Wow. He probably made more money uh, selling those organs that he had. Uh, because I remember looking at the uh, programs and stuff, and he would be in those uh, ads for organs because he was an organ player. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he used to play in local bars yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, no. He also flew airplanes, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 
and and other things. Interesting story. <laughs> and he also did other things. He's a Renaissance yeah. man. In 1969, him and uh, Mickey Lolich went to the All-Star game. And uh, McLean pitched early, and Lolich, and going out there, they flew together. McLean flew. And uh, Lolich pitched later on in relief. And when the game was over, they looked, and here McLean, when he got done pitching, showered and left. Left left, left Lolich? Lolich. Mm-hmm. And who told me that story, and I got to believe it, is Mickey Lulich. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. It was, camp. Hard to argue yeah. with the man who was left behind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you weren't. Uh, who was there? It was it was me. Yeah. But, yeah, the, it, it was quite a – McLean, he was a good pitcher, but, yeah, he, there's some real stories behind him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so here we go. So first game, right. we've got uh, Danny McLean as your starter. Would you say Danny McLean first? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go two out of three. And we got okay. Greg Maddox starting for the for the Cubs. Uh, okay. Starting lineup for the Cubs. We got Jerome Walton in center field. Mark Grace, Dwight Smith, and then Ryan Sandberg, Andre Dawson, Sean Dunstan, Vance Law, and then Damon Berryhill uh, at catcher. Um, for the Tigers, you got Dick McAuliffe at second, Jim Northrup, L. Kaline, Willie Horton, Norm Cash, Bill Freehand, Mickey Stanley, and then Don Wirtz. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, let's see how they fare the first game. And the first game, this was a close one. Um, three to two, Detroit Tigers. Three to All two. Right. So we've got, uh, let's see here. Uh, you've got. Sean Dunstan kind of he had a pretty good game. He had a RBI. He the only RBI for the for the Cubs. Um, he also got two out RBI and he had stolen base. Uh, Maddox threw six innings, gave up two runs, uh, one strikeout. Sounds like a Greg Maddox kind of game. Uh, Jim Northrop had a home run and Norm Cash got an RBI. Freehand and Mickey Stanley both had errors. So they're the only errors in the, and the, and McLean went the whole way. Yeah, back in those days, that wasn't unusual. Yeah, that's that's not surprising. Norm Cash had four hits, so he was the player of the game. They say so. Uh, yeah, Dave McLean. It's kind of funny. McLean throws. Well, they get they got eight hits off him, but four strikeouts, uh, 120 pitches. Where you've got, where you got Greg Maddox. He threw a solid 68. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you look at it, it's like he gave up, Maddox gave up six hits, two runs. I mean, he had a good game, but they pull him in the, and then uh, Calvin Chiraldi, I forgot Calvin Chiraldi was on this team. Uh, Calvin Chiraldi, he gave up uh, the the other base hit, uh, or the other run, and uh, lost the game. And uh, McLean, but again, like you said, that's, I and I remember Lodich said that, you know, he had a record that um, was later on um, uh, beaten out by another pitcher, but he threw 300-some innings once. Right, he threw a lot. Yeah, and when uh, Billy Martin became the manager uh, in the mid-'70s, I think 72, mm-hmm. does that sound right? I, I, yeah, sounds right. Um, because I, I had that uh, CD once um, 
about tiger uh heroes and all that and it was and there was uh, mickey lolich and he said how he had a meeting with um he had a meeting with billy martin and billy martin said he goes you're the best i got you've got the game for the first seven innings and after that we'll figure out where everything is so i guess in the in one game he's getting knocked around and he keeps looking at the um and it's like the second or third inning and he keeps looking at the uh dugout like they're going to pull me. And Martin's just, you know, arms are crossed, and he's looking at him. So he gets out of the inning. He comes in. Martin goes, what the hell are you looking at me for? And Mickey Lodge goes, well, I, I don't have too good of stuff today. I thought you were going to pull me. He goes, I told you, you got seven innings. Figure this out. <laughs> he, he goes, I came back and won the game. I won the game. He goes, that's all I needed to know. He goes, I was like, okay, I'm good. So, Yeah, that, that sounds about right back in those days. I didn't realize Lolich was also, he was a practical joker. Mm-hmm. He, he told the story once where they had, um, it was a night game, and they had um, batting practice, and he's out, and he's fiddling with the light bulbs in the scoreboard. And he got, and he loosened every light bulb in the scoreboard that was on the ground, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the game's getting ready to start, and they flip the switch, and the lights don't go on. The scoreboard doesn't go on. So this is, it's a Saturday night game. So they have to get someone from Edison to come out. They're paying them triple time. They go through, and all of a sudden, one of the, and, it, and the game's delayed because they can't figure out why this is not going on. And, and they, start, they play the game, but the board's not working. They're, they're checking all the levers and all that. And all of a sudden, one guy goes, you know, I saw Lolich messing around with the with the board, with with the with the scoreboard, and they're like, "Yeah." He goes, "Do you think he undid them?" He goes, "There's no way he loosened." Sure enough, they in between innings, one guy runs out, tightens one of the lights, and the light comes on, and he's like, "Oh my god, they did that!" <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so yeah. I guess Jim Campbell calls him to his office and goes, "What did you realize how much it cost us to do this?" To he goes, "I had to pay a guy triple time," and Mickey Lotus goes. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a character. Sorry, Jim. No doubt about it. All right, so the Tigers are up one. So this is this could win it here for you. Uh, we got you. Want to go Lolich? You want to go? You want to go Earl no, Wilson? Go you want to go Sparma? You want to go Lolich? Okay, so Lolich against Rick Sutcliffe. Lolich against Sutcliffe here. So let's see how that's we do. Didn't Danny McLean also uh, before we play this? Didn't Danny McLean pitch for Ted Williams? In Washington, I think he did. Oh man, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I think he did. New because Ted Williams yeah. hated pitchers, and I'm sure he yeah. hated Danny McLean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet you there was some conflict there. Oh my God, yes. All right, uh, this game not even close. Uh, Detroit Tigers win eight to two. They their big inning was the sixth inning. It was two to one until the sixth inning, and then they kind of opened up the uh, floodgates and they uh, scored six runs in the sixth inning uh, to, take an, to take a sizable lead, 7-2, and then they uh, got another one in the seventh inning and they ended up winning. Lolich uh, pitched six innings, and then Pat Dobson came in and pitched three for the save. Uh, Lolich hit seven strikeouts. He, he was more of a strikeout pitcher, wasn't he? Right, right. Lolich... Lolich, he was he 
he threw a lot of strikes. He, he hammered the, the zone and, uh, and he, he had good speed, but he also had a very good breaking ball. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he just, he, he always seems like, uh, someone that you, you just, you'd want him on your team. You know, he's just someone that you're like, I'll be okay if I have him on my team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting you talk about uh, Dobson coming in. I'm just taking a look. He, he threw a lot that year, but they have a lot of relief pitchers that threw. And uh, uh, John Warden was on the team, and uh, he was a lefty. And uh, Was John Hiller on that team, or was that later? Uh, I think Hiller was on that team. Let me take okay. a look. So looking at the looking at the uh, stats here, um, Mickey Stanley had four drove in four runs, so he had four RBIs. Uh, so he had he had a good game. Gates Brown, that's, this is a name that uh, we didn't talk about here. Gates Brown, uh, he got a home run. Stanley got a home run. Willie Horton got a home run. Um, no, I remember I remember hearing once was Gates Brown in prison once. Yes. Okay. Before he played in Ohio. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how they seen him, uh, if I remember right, was during some trials, similar to how uh, they found Ronnie LaFleur. They had tryouts in the prison? They had tryouts somewhere in and around. For Ronnie LaFleur, they actually played a a game there, some kind of game. Wow, that reminds me of the... uh... Of, of that football, the football game where uh, the football movie that has the, the convicts yeah, against the I, guards. I, I believe that's true. And then he, he became friends uh, with somebody within the organization. I don't think it was Jim Campbell. Okay. But he, when he I mean, he, he was a lifelong Tiger. I mean, he was a batting coach. And he was the hitting coach for the 84 Tigers. So. Yeah, exactly. All but, right. So yeah. the, the Cubs, uh, Sutcliffe did not have a good day. He was uh, five and a third. Gave up five runs, uh, 8.44. Kelvin Chiraldi comes back in, and uh, we're going to call him Gas Gas Can Chiraldi here. He threw more <laughs> gas than He gave up three runs. His ERA, 20.25. So um, it's not overly surprising. The, I mean, the 68 Tigers being the 89 Cubs, not overly surprising. I thought the Cubs would give him a little bit better of a fight, but um, it, I think it just shows – the six eight Tigers were one hell of a team. I mean, like you said, they right. they they didn't. It's not. It's the World Series. They they didn't get lucky and beat a lesser team. They beat the defending world champions. And uh, you're facing one of the greatest pitchers of all time in Bob Gibson, and you beat them. So I mean, they they were they were a great team. Well, they they beat them one game. They they lost twice to them because yeah, he pitched three games in that series. And he lost Game Seven. Yeah, you only you only, you only needed to beat him once. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the that's game the to beat him. To beat him then. <laughs> that's and, the game uh, to beat him. Yeah, he, I'd much rather lose to him in Game One and Game Five or Game Four and beat him in Game Seven. I'll, I'll take that. Right. That yeah. you, you beat him when you have to. It's interesting, you know, them and the '84 Tigers. You know, that's the only, you know, those teams. Uh, kept the, I think the franchise really going for a long time because uh, you know they were the talk of the town and you know, the '68 Tigers, like I said, that was 
that was big for the city at that time. Real big. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting time. Interesting time. All right, Dave. This was fun. I appreciate you doing it, it, this with me. Definitely, it was definitely fun. You know, and uh, made me do some homework on the on the team, and uh, I enjoyed it. So yeah, well, we got a good a good podcast going. I think. I, well, I appreciate. It. It. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun, and we're we're going to be doing the other things. We're doing uh, we're going to be doing hockey. So we're gonna, uh, Drew and I, we're going to do a hockey one. Uh, we were just talking about it. We were, there was talk. We, and this is, again, this is Drew. Just turn, Drew is turning thirty this year, and um, oh so he's the young one. But I just, I, I laugh because uh, we were talking about what teams to do and all that. And, uh, and I think I said the story before, but he said, he goes, "Well, I'm going to do the 2002 Wings. That was the one with me, Robitaille and Hall and." Hasek and all that. He said, oh, okay, cool. I said, yeah, that's a great team. And he said, yeah, that's the team of my youth. I go, team of your youth? <laughs> <laughs> that's the year I got married. It's like, that's not the team of your youth, dude. He goes, well, I was 10. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, good Lord. So it's oh, like, boy. okay. So um, so we were going to do that, and then I was going to do the you know, one of the production line teams. But I told him today, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to change it up. I'm Instead of doing the production line, I'm going to try one of the, and I think it's the 84. I think that's their best team. I'm going to do the 84 Edmonton Oilers. Okay. With uh, that, with Yari Curry and Gretzky that. and Messier okay. and Grant Fuhr and Paul Coffey. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that was a good team. Those, those, are, those are some pretty strong teams there. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try that and see how, that, how they fare against uh, the, the team of Drew's youth. So... We'll see how that Good goes. Good luck. I'll be listening. All right. All right. Well, Dad, thanks right. for doing this. I love you. Thanks. Not a problem. And I love Take care. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. And, uh, yeah, again, you if you uh, want to rate or review us, please do. Uh, if you want to email us, the email is simnationpodcast4 at gmail.com. And we will see you again uh, with hockey as the playoffs are getting close.